Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Annie Snyder. Last week, the White House announced Willie Phillips as its nominee to fill the vacant seat at the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. Hello, everybody. This is Willie Phillips, chairman of the Public Service Commission of the District of Columbia. It's a seat that would give Democrats a controlling vote on the commission that could determine whether President Biden's climate and clean energy promises come true. The initial reaction was, I think, a sigh of relief from from a lot of folks in the industry who just really wanted to see the seat filled and really wanted to see Democrats get that third vote. But not even a week later, some environmental groups are saying they aren't happy about the nomination. On the other side of things, there were some folks, um, particularly in the environmental justice community and some, some local advocates who have gone before Chairman Phillips in D.C., who thought that Phillips was not the candidate they had wanted, which was someone who was going to be really aggressive on climate and on environmental justice issues. Today, my colleague Catherine Morehouse on why some on the left are disappointed by the pick. It's Tuesday, September 14th. So they've now had a little bit of time to really dig into his record at the D.C. Utility Commission. It sounds like green groups aren't liking everything that they're seeing. Is that right? What kinds of decisions are they focusing on? Yeah. So there are a couple decisions that that have been made over the past few years that I think folks are concerned about. One of them is the way that the D.C. Commission has implemented the city's 100 percent renewable energy goal, and it's also a 100% carbon neutral goal by 2050. One of the parts of implementing that goal is to have utilities wean off uh, natural gas by a certain time period and switch to electrification. And some utilities have resisted this, and, and the commission, from some people's perspectives, has has kind of continued to allow these utilities to spend millions of dollars on gas infrastructure, and folks are worried about how that might play out. So some folks are concerned about that. The D.C. commission also approved a really controversial Pepco-Exelon merger that folks felt was kind of a nod to big corporations and, and would prevent local generation, um, distributed energy resources such as rooftop solar from kind of being the center of of the district's uh, clean energy transition. Okay, so it sounds like there are some concerns around his approach to clean energy and climate change. Um, environmental justice is another huge priority for the Biden administration that is ripe at FERC right now. What What do we know about Philip's record on that issue? Some folks have also been concerned about rate hikes, for example. The D.C. Commission approved a PEPCO rate hike, and folks said, you know, this really negatively impacts uh, low-income communities and communities of color. Uh, There's also a proposed rulemaking just last week that would require rooftop solar owners to to implement certain monitoring systems that it would be really expensive and burdensome. So I think some folks are concerned that that he doesn't have the best record on it. At the same time, Phillips would be the the fourth black commissioner to serve on FERC and he's been really active in in some local groups and some national groups about ensuring that uh 
the energy sector and the energy regulatory sector is more diverse. Yeah, one of the quotes that you had in your story that I thought was really interesting was a point made by the executive director for the Black Economic Alliance when he made a point about the sort of purity test and the feeling that a lot of progressive groups are uncomfortable with uh, nominees who have a history with industry. And yet that's not always a achievable goal when you're looking for candidates of color. Is there more to know on that? Yeah, absolutely. And another thing he he did do was was really emphasize the potential benefits of having that private public sector knowledge and how that could actually be an aid to him uh, as he deals with private and public actors at, at FERC. So it sounds like Phillips wouldn't necessarily have been Green Group's ideal pick for this spot. Is there actual concern that he wouldn't be a reliable Democratic vote on the commission? So that's a really interesting piece of all this. Most people I spoke to said they would be really surprised if he was not a reliable vote. And in fact, that's why a lot of people support him is because they think he will get through the Senate without a problem. He will be a reliable vote uh, alongside the other two Democratic commissioners. I think what the folks in the environmental justice community wanted to see is someone who would be more than a reliable vote, someone who would really be a leader on on some of these issues and be really aggressive. Um, but a lot of other folks are are really just happy to have a majority Democratic commission that that they think can get really good things done. And and they think the commission already has really good direction and, and good priorities. And what is the, the confirmation outlook at this point? Yeah, so he will be facing the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee. And I'm not sure exactly when that will happen. Folks are hoping it will happen soon. Uh, but no one really expects him to have a lot of trouble there. Some people even say, you know, the fact that he is maybe a little bit more moderate could could really help him get through that committee. Thank you for chatting with us, Catherine. Yeah, thank you, Annie. Appreciate it. Also, the U.S.'s top climate diplomat is optimistic that he's got another convert to the net zero cause this year. Talking about India, the world's third largest greenhouse gas emitter. According to the Washington Post, Special Climate Envoy John Kerry said he's hopeful India will set a target for net zero emissions before the UN's COP26 summit this November. Kerry's comments came during his two-day visit to India, where the administration unveiled a climate action and finance mobilization dialogue between the two countries. It's an initiative that's meant to create a roadmap for building a clean power grid in India and promote investment from the private sector in green energy. The visit to India injects some hope that the global summit in November will yield some positive results after Kerry's unfruitful visit to China earlier this year. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com backslash morning energy. Some of the music on today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Annie Snyder, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future.